Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson at the Family Office Club. We're doing an investor mandate interview today with Ian. Welcome, Ian. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. And uh, can you take a minute just to introduce yourself, what type of investor you are? Uh, yeah. Uh, so my name is Ian. I'm the chairman of a group entitled The I am an angel investor. I've been an angel investor for 20 plus years. I also have raised three small funds. So I also different crowds get to wear a venture capital hat. My funds have uh, been uh, sometimes small funds with individual investors, and uh, I've had a $50 million fund with all institutional LPs. Okay, great. And on the, the angel side of uh, what's the scope of the deals that you consider? What's kind of the uh, geographical scope as well as kind of industry and size? Sure. So the was the very first high technology angel club in the United States. And wow. we uh, set the mold for what is now a subsector of the entire uh, seed investing landscape. Like most angel groups, we focus on relatively small dollars compared to our venture capital brethren. Uh, as is typical for other angel groups, we'll invest less than a million dollars, something between hundred K and a million dollars in seed stage high technology companies. So these are companies with a valuation on the, in the, single digits, millions of dollars. So an average valuation of between three and $5 million and an ownership stake of 10 to 20% after the initial seed round. We tend to invest just locally here in the Silicon Valley with the idea being that we're not passive investors. We are quite active. We lend the same expertise and uh, engagement that a venture capital firm would be expected to give their portfolio companies <clears throat> and to make that practical at those dollar sizes, our members uh, like to be able to drive to the companies that they invest in. And so they tend to be local to the Silicon Valley, though deals in LA, uh, San Diego, Washington State uh, are also reasonably close and will garner some investment from both me and my club. Okay. And how often do you do a convertible note versus straight equity? Have you ever done a gross revenue royalty deal? Can you talk just a little bit about structure? Yeah, thanks for asking. And to elaborate a little bit on the kinds of deals we do, which is relevant to the question you ask, they really fall into two kinds of buckets. As an angel investor uh, who invests relatively small dollars compared to VCs, there's a class of investment that's simply too small for a venture capitalist to be interested in, both in terms of the dollars required and in mm -hmm. terms of the outcome expected. So there's a greenfield opportunity that's exclusively ours for investing a few hundred thousand dollars in a company that has an ambition to be acquired or exit for 15 to 20 million dollars. For deals like that, we very much insist upon a price round and we design our investments to be able to garner between a five and a 10x return uh, based on those kinds of exit outcomes. And okay. for those deals, by the way, we can do really very uh, stringent diligence because they really have a very near term exit that's um, very defined and garners itself for doing very um, methodical diligence for that exit. So that's one class of deal. The other class of deals, which you might typically think of as a venture deal, shooting the moon, uh, Uber, Airbnb, Dropbox right. are all examples of creating industries. And for those, we're the first dollar of what's going to turn out to be tens of millions of dollars of venture capital raised. Right. And as such, really notes are the mechanism that makes sense for angels to invest. We try to sh stay away from unpriced notes. We tend to like to have caps. So there's an implicit price 
uh, but still the structure is very sim much simpler than our price rounds. Sure. And um, what's the biggest lesson you could provide to someone who's afraid of getting diluted to nothing land when they're coming in early on a deal? And I think there's going to be multiple rounds. I'm sure you've learned <clears throat> the hard way and by talking to peers about how to play that game carefully. Yes. Well, there are a lot of ways to lose money as an angel investor, and it's definitely a high risk uh, activity. If you really want to avoid losses, then I would say recommend, I would encourage one to focus on the kinds of deals I described in the first part of my last answer, which are deals that have or a very minimal capital requirement we need and a very clear path to an exit. So imagine three engineers who quit Intel to develop a chip that they know is in the product roadmap of the semiconductor industry and it most likely is gonna be acquired by NVIDIA or back at Intel. That's a deal that's easy to do diligence on, modest capital requirements, no sales force needed, no marketing, just technical development, it can be acquired. That's a low risk opportunity. For the larger risk opportunities, though, there really isn't no magic, there is no magic answer to how to be uh, yeah. more diluted, the best ways to build a portfolio of those and hope that one of the ones that you invested actually does garner a kind of Airbnb-like returns. We've had that at the band. We've had 13 IPOs. So the, wow. uh, the outcomes are possible. Uh, but yeah. then again, we've had 100-plus bankruptcies. So the ratio there shows you that, uh, indeed, it is uh, 1 in 10, 1 in 20 that garner that yeah. kind of return. Right, right. Okay. Um, and then in terms of what's most valuable, what's most sought after, low-hanging fruit, you gave the Intel chip example. Um, so obviously that, that might've been your answer that uh, you're going to give, but is there anything else that's most valuable that you'd want to attract through our investor club? Sure. One of my favorite deal flow sources for the shoot the moon class of deals is a company that got to the finish line at a partnership and got shot down by one of the partners at a VC firm. So there's a class of deals. Google was one of these. I was around when that was happening that went around to a bunch of VCs, but they didn't have a, they didn't have AdSense at the time. They had no business model. So yes. they were turned down by plenty of people, but they, all those firms had advocates inside them that advocated for Google to be funded. I would have loved to have heard about that uh, kind of deal. So anyone who's, um, who has a VC champion, but that champion wasn't able to win the battle at the partners meeting, I'm interested in those deals. Uh, and, uh, so in short, that's what I would say. Okay, great. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, what if you were just starting out, maybe, um, you know, I don't know when you started out, but let's say we rewind 20 years. Um, what's a piece of advice you could provide to a private investor, an angel investor listening to this that would save them 100000 in wasted time and fees and frustration and bad deals? And what, what would be your number one piece of advice for an investor listening? Well, you probably know very well that venture funds have a uh, nice reputation because of their blended return, but there's a great um, disparity between funds. And so if you can't get into the ones that perform really well, and they aren't, aren't always the same ones, your returns can be middling to poor. So I'm a big fan of uh, treating asset class investing as just that and accepting the mean asset class returns. But for angel investing, I would avoid funds generally. You're going to get fund-like returns when you do an angel fund or any kind of fund. And with a few exceptions, uh, those fund returns are not spectacular. Uh, right. Much better, the whole rationale for, for investing in angels, uh, angel type of deals is partly lifestyle. If you want to get involved and get your hands dirty, stay in the game, but not stay up till 2 a.m. anymore. But as a financial class, which is the heart of your question, the real idea is that you can take in this one asset class a small percentage of your asset allocation and actually have it move the needle on your total net worth. 
odds are if it goes to zero, it's not going to change your net worth because it's a small allocation. But by playing this game, you actually have a chance to get the kind of 3,000 to one return that even in that small sliver of your asset class could change your entire uh, category of wealth. And that really can only be done by direct investing. So I would encourage if you want to avoid fees and still capture the essence of the financial argument for being involved in angel investing, do it directly. Sure. Great. Okay. And what's the best way for someone to reach out and get in touch with you? Is it via LinkedIn, email? Well, the is famous, so we can do Google search and uh, we have a website and you can contact us through there. I'm Ian. I'm also easy to reach. And for anyone in your club, I'd be happy to take a direct uh, communication either through you uh, or directly to me uh, through the information that's on my website. Okay, great. Well, appreciate you spending the time with us today. And uh, when our events get back live here, whenever that may be, I'm happy to uh, invite you to be on stage, you know, at one of those events coming up as well. So thank you. Thanks so much. It's been really fun. Have a great day. Take care, Ian.